Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Tip of the Tower podcast and we can now officially start now that I have unmuted my microphone. That was a fantastic way to start a podcast, my goodness. I'm like, do these guys even hear me? Because I think I like oh. said a couple things and I'm like... Let me, let me set the mood here. Jake and I were just having a conversation for about 20 minutes and I managed to mention that Dave I hadn't heard in about that time. And Probably Dave conveniently realized he was on mute and thought we were just ignoring him for 20 minutes straight well i mean you guys did a pretty good job even (laughs) regardless we did a good job of ignoring you that's for sure yeah so gentlemen the leafs lose another game i apologize well (laughs) i don't know if you'd mean it even if you were apologizing Mm, i would all right so leafs lose another game so they're uh, they're terrible now yeah we suck man we're going to regret trading away that pick to the Carolina Hurricanes. Do and do. <sighs> you already know there's somebody on Twitter that's just thrown that gem out again. Yep, probably. Lost, like, the first game after the Muzzin trade. That was, like, half half my Twitter feed. So let's uh, let's go through what, what just happened. Um, so the Leafs had a lead. So they were they they gave up the first goal of the game, a real... Holy crap! What a terrible goal to for, for Freddie to give up. Pretty much a half clapper from above the faceoff dot. About that. Yep, right that's about right. And then you know the Leafs score two ridiculous goals to go up two one. And the then, first one more ridiculous in a different sense than the second one. I mean, the first one just the Spezza. The, yeah. Like, intuitive for him to tip that in out of the air, and then for Goat to actually make something of it was... Well, Goat just pounded that thing into the back of the net. That was an accomplishment of itself, that Goat actually pounded that in. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then, oh my, like, okay. Let's admire that Nylander play. Because that was... I'm sorry. Say those words again? Let's admire that Nylander play. Just take out that and play. Let's just admire William Nylander for a second. He was the best goddamn player on the ice for the Maple Leafs. He played very well. I would... I think it's a little over over the top, some of the praise he's gotten, but I think he's been very good. He's He's at a point per game this season. There's nothing you can complain about with him right now. No. Unless you're really nitpicking, which a lot of people... A lot of people are. But... I, I think it goes both ways. A lot of people are nitpicking, and a lot of people are pushing him a little too hard. And like I, I, I've seen some people that are just like, oh, greatest player ever. Oh, now yeah, I complain about that contract. It's, it's, like, it's like, all right, you know, maybe we can meet in the middle. Your no, counter no argument middle. to somebody not liking Nylander doesn't have to be liking everything he does. That That's exactly my point. Yeah, it's just I like, like Nylander. You can nitpick I, certain things, but you can also love certain things. Yeah, he had some bad plays tonight. I, a couple, but t- today was his good. Was a good night for him. Obviously, had a great goal. Um, that tuck is silly. That was, that was really, really <laughs> nice play. Really, I can't believe Cece was the one that made that pass. Yeah. That was ridiculous to me. The Leafs passing was ridiculous tonight in general. That Matthews breakaway in the first period, or partial break, where he didn't score, that pass by Janssen right off the tape was great. The McKay oh, almost sure. goal on the Pete, on yeah. the shorthanded. Like, the Leafs, it, let's it, just say, the Leafs had their chances to win that game. Yep. Yeah, they did. Bennington was very good. A very big reversal from last year where they got absolutely pumped by St. Louis early in the season. I don't know if you guys remember that or if that's been etched out of your memory. I, the one in no. St. Louis? No, the one in Toronto. I don't remember that one. Oh, I don't either. buddy. They buddy. lost, like, badly? I know they, it I wasn't, know they it got... It wasn't Nashville. I remember, bad, so. they, I remember last year uh, in St. Louis, they got, like, their shit kicked in. No, they, oh, they came back wait. in that game and it lost in overtime. Did they, didn't they lose, like, 6-2 or something like that? No, I think it was even worse than that. Let me let me pull up uh, the the reference because I know it was early in the season. We like playing the Blues early on, eh? 
you know, it, as unpredictable as the NHL schedule is, it can be pretty predictable. It's just so stupid. Like, the Leafs are always going to open against Ottawa or Montreal, as they should. But... Oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. It was 4-1. Oh. In Toronto? In Toronto. Yeah, that's why I, I thought you were. It was just a complete... Well, okay, so it was really bad because the Leafs were not very good for a large part of that game. Oh, okay, so they just played badly. They didn't get pumped. Yeah, like... They didn't. The Leafs didn't score until the third okay. period. Uh, St. Louis scored three goals in the second period. Oh, I think I sort of remember that game. Zach Sanford enough. scored a goal. Yep. Yeah, I do remember that. If, <laughs> hold on. These are the goal scorers. The first two of the game. You had Bortuzzo, Sanford, then you had Ryan O'Reilly, and then you had a shorthanded empty netter by Ivan Barbashev. Ivan Barbashev. Ivan? Yeah, that's, yeah, it's, uh, it's that's a rough Barbershop. one. Okay. Okay, so this, okay, so I just fucked up his name, and sorry, I just swore for that one, but I've been pissed Eat off go, at the at the fact that It would Ilya, be nice if you got it right. Yeah, okay. Ilya Mikheyev. Yeah, that's that's right. Mickey. Sounds right. Ladies and gentlemen, anybody who thinks it's Mikheyev should go listen. So this is what happened. It really bothers me when last names are pronounced incorrectly. When you have a guide that tells you how it's supposed to be pronounced, and you have an opportunity to talk with the player to find out as well. Sometimes I, I, I knew it because I, I remember the Sportsnet interview with Dan Milstein. That was exactly what I was pointing. I'm like, okay, I've heard yeah. his name before. People have been saying McCabe all summer long. All of a sudden, Hockey Night in Canada. Ilya Mikhaev. I'm like, what is going on? It's just, it's, it's so annoying. I don't, I, I, some people may think I'm crazy. Fine. It wouldn't be the first time, but it bothers me so much to hear. It's like, it's not an A, it's not an I, it's not a Y. There's an E before the Y. It's clearly Mikhaev. I had to even message, I literally texted Steve Dangle and I said, they're pronouncing it wrong, right? I'm not going crazy he's like no they're pronouncing it wrong because he's the one that did the interview yes he did so with one with one of with actually one of my favorite uh nhl agents i love dan milstein he lost our timmy panarin did he really yeah panarin uh changed the agents right no he he went with bobrovsky's agent yeah he went to with bobrovsky's i didn't know that damn that kind of sucks that does suck right before he signed the contract no commission. So that that was a terrible. A uh, but no hey. commission on a top five contract in the NHL. That's gonna stay. Oh wow! Did you know uh, Nemestikov got traded to Ottawa? I was about yeah. to bring that one up. To, so actually, this is part of the reason why maybe Jake didn't hear me because with the news, <laughs> I literally went, "Hey Jake, did you hear the Rangers made the trade?" All the news on us pre-podcast, and it just missed it. Good thing we weren't recording because I would have had. No, I mean. I would have had an idea because the levels wouldn't have shown for me, but thank God. <laughs> Jake and I would have had a great conversation. Uh, no, because you guys just would have realized Dave's not saying anything. Um, so, and- yeah, he was traded to Ottawa, I think, for, like, not, I don't know what he was traded for. Um, I, all I know is I think this was a salary move, potentially. I think it was Why? a was pretty good. Oh, it was a draft pick in uh, Nick Ebert. Nick Heber, oh, he yeah. played with me. Yeah, he was an old Windsor guy. I remember. Yeah, he also played for the North Jersey Avalanche in New Jersey. Damn. Well, there you yep. go, Jake. Rangers bringing some uh, Jersey flavor home. Yeah, exactly. He'll never make the team, but <laughs> I love I love Dmitry Filipovich in 27-18 season. Vlad Nemestikov's three most common line mates were Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, and Victor Hammond. Now he's on the Senators. <laughs> Yikes. Oy. Oy vey. Pour one out. Holy. He probably said that when he heard the trade. Oy vey. Yeah, really. Um, okay, since we're on the topic of the Rangers, because it was somewhat related to me, um, Rangers, wow. Mika Zibanejad. Um, if you have They look pretty good. If you haven't seen on NHLPA.com, I did nominate him for NHL Player of the Week. Uh, 
couple of interesting stats about his. So eight points in two games. That that's has pretty good. That has not been done. The last time that's been done in the NHL was in ninety five ninety six by Yager. Yeah, I mean he. He, he had a pretty good career, a, he, from what I recall. He's a good player. I mean, I oh yeah, I know. Um, they were doing a bunch of stories on him because he obviously plays for the Rangers now. But he he completely changed his uh, nutrition when he moved from Ottawa to New York, and I mean it it completely it tells. I remember he did an interview at the U.S. Open in August where he was talking about how nutrition and um, I, like a completely different diet changed everything like his uh his weight his speed his personality and everything and um i mean that's cool that's cool to see and that's obviously been working for him he looks he looks like he's gonna be the guy that everybody thought he would be when he was drafted because he was taken like fifth or sixth, sixth wasn't he taken right at right before uh, uh seventh i think no sixth overall in 2009 oh shit you are right i apologize i wrote 2001 the so know that. 2011 who did the Leafs pick that year? Uh, that's Tyler Biggs' year, I believe. Oh, my no. God. Was Biggs the year before? Biggs Rowdy? was 2010. Uh, was that the that was a pretty go, was it? No, he was 2013 because they took Nylander the year after. Uh, let's see. Cause that was the Domi draft. Remember, we had the two straight years of no number one picks. I th- that, I'm that, was go not the, that was not the year. I'm going to go out and say it was 2011. Oh, it was, was Biggs. It was yeah, Biggs. Biggs yeah. and Percy. Because oh, 2012, God. did we not have a pick? Is that right? No, 2012 uh, was Riley. No, 20, 2010 and 2009 we didn't. Those are the two picks that went to Boston. Because uh, Sagan was 2009. Oh, yeah. Or 2010. He was no, Sagan was 2010. Um, and Hamilton was... Oh, yeah. Hamilton was this draft. I guess we yeah the Leafs got two picks they got um yes they got one wasn't that the Caberlet trade yeah yeah they got Colburn and, and then they first. traded Cody Franzen I think or Versteeg or Vers whatever uh, it was yeah. <laughs> but they got two shit players out of that that was pretty pretty sad I remember that yeah they traded up yeah they traded up would have had would have had Raquel. Oh, that trade. Yeah, the Raquel yep. John Gibson. Yep. Yep. Boy, good old Bob Murray putting a good one to uh, Brian Burke there, eh? Yeah, the dumbest man in hockey. <sighs> well, <laughs> let's just say um, there have been some takes on the Leafs the last few days. Okay, let's let's before we get into Saturday night's debacle, let's let's discuss tonight. Let's just put a bow on tonight. A big the Leafs could have easily won this game. They should. They deserve to. They did. They outshot St. Louis. They had the better chances overall. Um, some bad luck. That I mean, look. If luck doesn't go your way, it doesn't go your way. You make your own luck. Uh, that's how I think. And they could have easily won. Look, even with a two-one lead, that's a winnable game. Like I know people. Yeah. Steve Simmons literally tweeted out. Um, like I didn't like the two goals Freddie get two goals Freddie let in, but it's really hard to win when you allow two goals. Well, if you're winning two one, that's still a winnable hockey game. You have to just learn how to lock it down. Like every other team that plays the Leafs and wins two one, there's been a possible. significant stretch where the Leafs have just been hemmed in in every single game they've played this season. That's every team though. It's I'm not like fine. it's like there it's... was a shift. There was a shift where St. Louis got absolutely battered. Oh, they yeah. just they just ended up weathering the storm and getting uh, getting away with it. Mm. Yeah, that right. happens to everyone. It's just like the Columbus game is the one that stood out for me in the third period of the Montreal game, where the Leafs just couldn't clear their zone. Yeah, and so... that's where it came back to bite them. Columbus, they got away with it. That was the first five minutes where they just got blitzed, and then they won. Still, <laughs> this is what I will say: the Leafs did a good job responding tonight to what happened on Saturday, but it's still. Like disappointed to lose a game that you know you should have won. You know. Was, um. All right, we've avoided it. We're 13 minutes into the podcast. Sorry, now we're about close to 15 minutes into the podcast. Let's bring up the Saturday night game. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, okay. So good start. 
Uh, third line looked really good. They've, wow. I think they've been one of my favorite lines of the season. They've been the most consistent line, I think. McKayev is a point per game up until tonight. Yeah. McKayev Moore been... had over a point per game, I'm pretty sure. Kerfoot and Kerfoot's is... been a little snake pit, but... But he's, he's still... I, I just like that even if Kerfoot's not scoring, he's doing other the things. The other two are flying. Yeah. So, I like the third line. Os Matthews is ridiculous, as we've known forever. Yeah, um, he... Carey Price is a very good goalie, but he always makes him look very dumb. Yeah. Especially on that... Uh, that tying goal, like you saw as soon as it was going to Matthews that that thing was going in, and and look, Carey Price was uh, in like re like in total like holy crap, just get my body in front of it mode. Matthews did not have a lot to shoot at. No, he, he never one. does. No, like Matthews always finds that one hole that nobody saw. Like even that fir- the first goal he scored where he literally just snapped it. In the slot, you give that guy time and space. He's he's getting a good chance to score. Like you, Did you see the? Oh god, sorry. No, I, <laughs> the only thing I wanted to bring up is that Matthews right now is in that zone where every time the puck is on his stick and he has a clear lane to shoot or a not so clear lane to shoot, that thing has got a good chance of going in. That's where the feeling is right now. Do you see Jeff O'Neill's thing that he broke down of Matthews, how long he uh, holds onto the puck for? No, um, I didn't. I, I had the NHL network feed, so I couldn't. So there's a graphic on the TSN broadcast because basically O'Dog set it up as like Matthews, he's running us stuff to talk about about how great his shot is. So <laughs> O'Dog just goes, breaks down how long he's had the puck on his stick for every single goal he's had this year, and it's been a combined 1.36 seconds or something. Yeah, it's he just snaps that puppy away. Yeah. The longest one was the goal against Columbus, and it was still under a second. That's how you got to score goals. Yeah. Yeah. Goal- Before they even set up. Goalies go. are too good at getting into position when they have time. Like, yeah. So, um, yes, I, I like the way that Matthews has been. The one line that, I mean, the fourth line that's been a rotating thing, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, the top line. Yeah. Um, not what I was expecting to start the season. I didn't think Zach Hyman's uh, absence was going to have this much of an impact in terms of... Kapanen's been really struggling on the I think it's more how Kapanen plays than it is Hyman's absence. Because he has to play off, off his offside. Yeah. And he's not doing well with it. Not only that, that line defensively has been on the ice for some some very questionable goals, especially against Montreal. That was, like, defensively, that, that line was not bad last year. Like, they were the line that went up against Bergeron, like the top, Burns' top line in the playoffs. And Yeah, where well, they actually held their own outside of the, the game power two. play. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it's part of it has to do with Kapanen trying to adjust to the off off wing, but I don't know how much longer that is going to last. If they're not looking that good defensively, and if they're struggling to get something going offensively, like I said earlier, I don't like the idea of breaking up a line that's doing really well in that third line. But if if that top line continues to struggle. Like, Babcock can't let it continue like that. No. When is he back? Is it November? Hyman? Yeah, he's back. He's missing the first month. He's skating with the team, but he's not going to be back. He's missing, like, the first at least 15 games max. Yeah. yeah. And Dermott was skating during the preseason, but... Where would Ka- I wonder where Kapanen would go. So this is, yeah, this is the thing I, I'm wondering, yeah. too. Um, Like, Trevor Moore... Deserves to stay. There's no way you could move Trevor or McKayev down. I don't know how you can break up that line. No, they've been ridiculous. Like, the fourth line, geez. <laughs> Even, J- like, no one on that fourth line has been able to. I mean, Babcock is doing his rotation. I don't know if that's where Captain goes. But if, like, Captain, if that's where he's going to go. If he if he's relegated to the fourth line at that point, just, I mean, you know. 
I know what you're saying. You're he can't play at, a fourth line role, but I don't want to be the one to say it. To trade him? Like it's either he, he or Hyman, because Hyman's got a similar contract, but Babcock loves him, so. Well, the thing is, is just like Captain's contract is so good that it could actually fetch you something. Yep. But the question is, you're selling it at a low point, I, so I know why you would want to do it. But yeah, something that's going to be... It's going to be a decision that's not going to be well received, whether it's someone being sent down or somebody that's being moved that should be moved. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, the Montreal game, what annoyed me was obviously the captain in play. Let's talk about that for a second. Because I have, dumb. I have yeah. never in my life, I have seen guys throw sticks in the stands. And yep. We've seen uh, that before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alfredson, or he faked to yeah. do it, right? So Sundin did it, then Alfredson mocked him by do, pretending to do it, that he was going to do it. Right. Um. So I don't know. Jake, I've never played professional hockey. I've never played that a high enough level of hockey. I haven't played really much hockey to know what goes through your mind at that point. What in What do you think could have possibly been going in his mind to make him do that? Uh, no idea. I mean, it's like really clear. That's probably the one rule that everybody knows. If you get rid of your stick, if you don't like just drop it on the ground immediately, if you play with it, it's a penalty. If you throw your stick at anybody, it is an automatic penalty shot. I knew that. I knew that because I've seen it happen before. I've seen it happen one time in my life where a kid threw his stick at someone on a breakaway and he ended up not even hitting his stick, but he still got called for a penalty shot, and they scored. Was uh, it an empty net? No. no, no, it wasn't oh, an empty God. net. No, it was just, he just threw it. I mean, I think he didn't know the rule, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's inexcusable play. I mean, in the end, Freddie's got to stop that, or Hutchinson's got to stop that. You got fucking Jeff Petrie, like, he's not deking you. Yeah, but uh, but I mean it, it was a good shot. I mean he went like uh, I think low blo- low blocker, but I mean it's, uh, it's just it kind of sucks. Kind of sucks uh, how that happened, and then the fact that it had to go a stupid um, shootout shootout, which is which is just the worst. It's basically just an L for the Leafs as soon as they go to a shootout. I've been saying this for the last ever since the shootout was put in place. A, the Leafs had, I mean, the Leafs at one point were good at it when they had JVR and Bozak. Bozak and JVR were studs in the shootout. Yeah, Bozak was amazing. So, that I think is all that needs to be said about the shootout. That no offense to Tyler Bozak, but if you're one of the better players on a team that has Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, like that type of talent, there's something wrong with that. That should yeah. not be how hockey games are decided. I've, I've said that for Olympics. Because that's happened before. I've said that for World Juniors. And Canada was a recipient of a gold medal in a shootout. If you don't, And have lost a gold medal in a shootout as well. Um, I've been saying it for soccer. Or football. I'll go both ways on that one. It is the dumbest way to end a hockey game. Because, a, I mean, look. When they go really long. Yeah, there's some nerves there. Of course. But it's... It, it all it just shows is that some guys are good at one like at a skill competition. Yeah, I mean it's it's basically like the NBA doing a dunk contest. Yeah, or a three point contest. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see the NBA saying, "All right, guys, uh, you couldn't get it done overtime, so we're doing a three point competition." No, you don't get it in overtime. You either keep playing or you or you tie. I'd, yeah, I'd rather tie at that point. I mean, it's just very annoying. Like, I don't know. team gets one point. <laughs> not, neither team should deserve a point if you can't win in overtime. Especially if they should just do. They should just do, um, like, ten minutes or something. <laughs> yeah, five minutes. I wonder, I wonder what the rate is for, um, for players, or, not, or for games ending in overtime since three-on-three started. I think it was, like, 30% more or something along those lines. Yeah, I'd have to be up. Someone With all the odd man's that. But yeah, I, it was a great idea, three on three. 
people even calling for longer. There's been arguments that, oh, then the players, you know, that'd be more taxing on the players. Well, guess what? When players get exhausted during game, they make mistakes, and that usually leads to goals. So you get mm-hmm. your deserved result. If you can't, if you can't keep your team fresh enough for ten minutes of three on three, so I will credit the Canadians for battling back. I will not credit Max Domi or any of the fans thinking that they've pretty much won anything significant out of that game because <laughs> we've seen that. Oh, Let's talk I about love... that for a second. Look, I've chirped people when the Leafs have beat... You know, I, I know a couple of Hapsans, and I've chirped them when the Leafs beat them, but I don't go to the level of, like, oh, you guys had a complete meltdown. Well, first off, it wasn't a meltdown because you guys were up 5-4. The Habs are up 5-4. Matthews scores to tie it. So that's not a meltdown if you respond well... in some way. 4-1, pretty bad. Yeah, It's bad. Okay. It's like, there's really. no way to sugarcoat. A 4-1 no. lead should be the safest lead in hockey, but to the Leafs, it's like voodoo, and it's not, no, like the Leafs can't. Well, it's happened to a bunch of teams even this year. I mean, the Devils were up 4 nothing in the first period. Yep. It's happened to many teams. It's, I don't know, It's it's a mentality from certain players that Especially early on the season, where they're like, "Okay, we're up. We can kind of take it easy." Yeah, it's exactly what it was. Is they took a couple shifts off, and the Habs got momentum, and they carried it. Yeah. So let's look. Oh, actually, and I brought this up in our group chat. Habs fans, remember last year when the Habs went up three nothing in the first period, and everyone just like, "Oh, there's those Leafs," because the Leafs were doing really bad at that time. And then the Leafs answered with six straight goals. Yeah, it happened. When was that? Last year at home. Yeah, at the ACC. They came back. Six straight. It was same That same Max Domi that was chirping and laughing at the Leafs bench was slumped over nearly crying. He's just a loser. Okay, I'm going to bring it up (laughs) because I'm going to bring up the – the photo I sent. Where is it? What the video of him apparently demo- verbally demolishing Casperi Gavinen with he one of the like, weakest chirps I've ever heard in my life. What did he say? He's like, "Nice job" or something. Nice job, Gavinen. Nice. You effing moron. Way to go, you effing moron. And everyone's like, "Oh, he killed him!" Killed him. <laughs> Get the body bag. Max got him. No. Like me saying, "You're ugly." The best oh. chirp I heard last year was Nazem Kadri, and it's because they caught it on air when he told Chase Howerluck that it was a new career high seven goals, and that was good for him. <laughs> Great chirp. Nas got him. All right, Jake, I found the game. It was February 23rd. Okay. The Leafs were down 3 nothing. so Andrew Shaw, Thomas Tatar, and Jeff Petrie all scored in the first period. They won 6-3. Matthews. And I remember, I remember they won that game, but I thought they that won was, overtime. They scored that was four the goals one where in the Tavares third. was and Kapanen and ragging them on from the bench, where Tavares said he couldn't hear them. Yeah, I remember. Jesus, I didn't remember now, that though. In fairness, two of the goals were empty net goals. Still counts. They scored four straight, like two on the power play in the second period. Matthews and Ennis, and then Nylander scored his fourth goal of the season. Remember that right. one? Right, okay, now I remember it. Hyman and then Janssen and Hyman. So, Good times. Yeah, so Habs fans, before you really start to go, like, teams have blown three goal leads before. Evidence right there. So, I mean, we just sort of sound butter, like we're defending no, the team, so whatever. It is what but it is. I, at the same they time, they choked it away. I was, yeah. I was not happy after that game. The Habs were the better team, and I said in our group chat, as I'm pretty sure you guys did, that the Leafs were not the team that deserved to win that game. No, they, they were lucky they to win. get a point. Yeah, they yeah. were. That's what I said as well. I, I hated uh, that game because the Leafs quit in that third period. Again, yeah, and the, they, they played really well the first 40. The top line, was the top line didn't look good. Morgan mm-hmm. Riley and Cody CC did not look good. Like nobody looked good. Like nobody looked good. <laughs> if Cody CC wasn't producing at the clip he was right now, he'd be getting torn apart. Uh, yeah. How about the Leafs clearly winning the Cody CC trade? Uh, four games into the season. 
I don't know. People are turning on. On that on that it. one pass, he deserved to win everything. That pass, <laughs> Zaitsev could never make that pass. Let's be honest. No way. He would. He could never. Yeah, Zaitsev would. He would have fired one low pad on the goalie for a faceoff. Um. <laughs> so okay, the other two games, the Leafs won those ones. Uh, oh yeah, they won the game four one. Uh, gee, it's yeah, almost, they did a thing. They did actually do that. Um. And then the auto game where it, the the result that many of us expected, um, <laughs> like, I don't know. Didn't I don't look know. like it at times. But okay, so early impressions of the season for you guys, uh, Jake. What's the one thing that stood out for for you four games into the season? Uh, I think they're deeper offensively. Um, I think they've just been so balanced. I think all their lines have been relatively good. Uh, I've really been impressed with the third line. I think it's better than last year, even though they lost Kadri. Um, defensively, I mean, just having Tyson Berry is such a magnificent oh upgrade over anyone else, like over Jake Gardner or anything. He's basically like a more dynamic Jake Gardner who doesn't have as many turnovers. Probably has half, which is still a lot, but like – it's it was such a necessary thing for them to get an improvement back there, and um, something that has to be improved is obviously still the backup goalie, and for it has to become November before Freddie starts to actually uh, become good again. So a couple of points. I'm gonna jump on the Barry point. The one thing I do admire about Barry, if he turns over the puck, he's not like deer in the headlights and doesn't know what to do. No, it's just nice having defensemen yeah. like him and, uh, and Sandin, Sandin, and guys like that. Who the second a person is skating towards them, they don't just go, "Oh shit!" and try and throw it out. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, by the way, uh, it is Sandine. We have been told it is Sandine. Okay, Sandine. So like Sandine. There is yeah. There's a lot of there was a couple of plays that he's made in the zone where he's low. Guys kind of draped on him, and he does like that behind the back or between the legs pass to get it kind of to the four that's that's uh, trailing down low in the off in the defensive zone. Like he, that guy is very calm. Like he's yeah. not going to make the panic move. I think that's what you're alluding to. Like you have less guys that are forcing plays that don't need to be made. Yeah, exactly. And I mean. They, yeah, I think they'll. I think they're going to go over a hundred points again. And I mean, they've had a kind of a. I don't know. I feel like they. If I had to put a grade on it, they'd be a B minus. Um, they just. They just haven't been, you know, good enough defensively in certain certain situations. Like allowing that goal at the end of the second period was just a killer. Basically, if you allow a goal at the end of any in the final minute of any period, it's like a big no no. Yeah. yeah, no, I I agree. It, it it just it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. The other teams kind of like, all right, we got a goal here. Like they go into the into the dressing room thinking we could we still got this. Um, Austin, because they were in complete control up until then too. Yeah, it basically, they 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 that especially that third line was just so it was buzzing so much. Mm-hmm. Like Montreal had Montreal had no idea how to counteract that line and the power play they actually were looking so dangerous somehow they only scored once but i mean it was nice to see just some of the stupid behavior that they like they were trying to play chippy and that's the thing that annoys me i have no problem with guys like you know pushing after whistles and stuff like that but just doing like chippy bullshit is just annoying like slashing people in the hands like i don't know how I don't know how Perron didn't get a penalty today with that like wicked slash right on, on Muzzin when Muzzin like hit him a little late after the play. How they didn't at minimum take both. Yeah, it's just it's just a matter of the refs are taking those when they're convenient. So, Austin, if you had to look at the last four games, you think the Leafs are more or less what they were in Columbus? And even tonight, in a way, than they were against Montreal on Saturday? I would say that this game was, I 
other than the final score, there's not much to complain about with the Leafs. They played well. Uh, a couple decently not great goals on Freddie, but it is what it is. Um, I don't know. Uh, the team's good. I'm not going <laughs> to – I don't want to blow smoke too early, but um, – You can just tell it's just going to be a long trudge to the finish line. Yeah, they're not going to make it easy on themselves. They're not going to coast, but they won't be this team that's a fringe playoff team. I'm not saying that. I'm just – there are going to be some stretches where they're going to be really frustrating, and there are going to be some others where they are look like one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see the uh, – it's it's almost like Boston, Tampa, and and Toronto are kind of just going through the the ups and, like the like the ups Talk and about a crisis, Tampa. What? So what if they lost two games and Steven Stamkos is like calling the team out? Did they lose two? I know they lost. I don't to know. Florida. I just saw Stamkos in the news today. He called out the team, and they've like <laughs> they've lost like one game. It's like, okay, but, guys, we didn't lose this many last year. What the shit? I think they lost to Carolina and Florida. Oh yeah, the overtime game. Where, yeah, the game where I yeah. showed you the Big old Jake Gardner. So yeah, Jake Gardner scored the overtime winner. This was the one I said. No, it was, it was Slavin. I watched it. Oh, no, it was a different OT winner. Oh yeah, Gardner had, had it. Gardner right. had it against who? He scored against. Uh, was it Montreal? Sure. No, no Montreal. Think... That was a shoot. That was a shootout. I, that was a shootout. I think Carolina's won every game in overtime. It was yeah. the Capitals. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, they've won every game in overtime. So <laughs> I'm looking for. Okay, I found the picture. So in this game, in that game, just just so people understand where the Steven Stamkos criticism criticism came from, um, Tampa Bay started the game pretty well. Eleven shots on goal. The rest of the game, including overtime, two yeah, shots shot like on goal. To- 15 or something. They had Carolina, two shots the last two periods. Carolina had more shots in the first period than Tampa had the entire game. Yeah. I mean, that's a bit of their MO, but that's bad. That's so really Jake Gardner did just need a change of scenery. Yeah, maybe he did. I mean, that that's the least next opponent, too, so it would be nice to get a jump on them. Yeah, actually, Austin and I would have potentially have gone to that game if I didn't have to work on Thursday, so... David, you're switching your shift. We're going. <sighs> it was one that I agreed to take because they needed someone, not the other way around. But if, if they can get, like, a positive result, even a point... Uh, actually, it's at home. They should they should be able to get two points. They should they should easily win the next two games at Detroit and Minnesota. I mean, you have to get three points between those two games, uh, or else it's pretty pretty bad. Yeah, those are two of the worst teams in the league. So I had also an opportunity to potentially go to Detroit for that game, which would have been fun. I I I I actually want to go to see a game in Detroit with the new arena and stuff. So. I had a chance to do that, but again, work. Uh, so, I will miss that opportunity. But um, yeah, Detroit. Even though they've won their, first, I think what two games into the season, Mantha went absolutely like destroying the Stars for nothing with four goals. Yeah, it was great. Um, that Detroit lineup, <laughs> I. I it looks so bad that I think that's the team that should be picking first overall. It's going to be very interesting to see which team gets left. I over. think it's LA. They look awful. LA. No. LA and Ottawa are just going to be in a tank fight when they play each other. Ottawa has, whew, they've allowed like 10 goals in two games. I mean, they allowed the, the hat trick to uh, oh Zabanajad. The one other thing I wanted to point about Zabanajad that tic tac toe play. That was absurd. That was the I, I watched that live. That was the nicest thing I have seen in a really long time in a hockey game. Yeah, I was like, whoo boy. It, it wasn't yeah, just the tic tac toe. It was so quick. Yeah, no, it was. It was amazing. I don't think I've seen a line get that chemistry right away like the. Zibet. That's a good. That's a really good line too. They got three really good players on it. They're, they're kind of, I, that I have the Rangers. I mean, 
I, we haven't really shared predictions for anything, but I have the Rangers making the playoffs. They they yeah. look like they can score some goals. Well, we did some mini projections, like who would score the most points and who would uh, make it to the cup final stuff. But, I mean, if we're really looking at, like, deep, deep predictions, yeah, I like the Rangers. I Like, people were all over the Devils. I wasn't as crazy. No, I wasn't. I mean, goaltending is just seriously a big thing. Like, they had a 4 nothing lead on the Jets in the third period, and they lost the game. Like, I don't know how the fu- How does that even happen? Not only that, it, their depth. They, they they have good front line guys, but behind them it's their like, defense is horrific. Like PK like Subban got, and who else? It's PK. It's basically PK Subban, uh, Will Butcher, and that's about it. Like that team, like I I eventually could see with some patience and a couple more tinkers can get to that point. But they need a I mean, or or they just need Corey Schneider to be healthy. Because the reason they lost that game was because he got hurt. And then they brought in whoever the hell their backup is. Mackenzie Blackwood. Blackwood. And he got fucking shelled. Not only that, I mean, the other thing when it comes to like a team like the Rangers making the playoffs and stuff like that, you need another team to take a step back. For me, it's Pittsburgh and the Islanders. I think Pittsburgh is missing the playoffs. I think the Islanders are missing the playoffs. Um, I don't have Montreal in the playoffs for in the in the I have five teams making the or four four teams in the Atlantic. I got uh, Toronto, Boston, Tampa Bay, Florida, and then in the Metro I got the Capitals, Hurricanes, Rangers, and Flyers. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, Austin, because you've been a little quiet. Um, I'm just enjoying my night, David. Well, you yeah, you were forty nineers one, la di da di da. Um, uh, excuse me, there's still a minute and twenty three seconds left. Oh, you want to tell us the score of that game with a minute and twenty something seconds left? Thirty four to three. Thirty one to three. Okay. Shut up. Let off the gas. Anything can happen. Um. But yes, the Niners are going to win, and I'm very happy. We didn't get your we got some predictions from you, but was there a prediction that maybe you want to share that? Kind of like how Jake and I have been sharing. Ron Hainsey for Norris. <laughs> mm. That's no, it's not really that bold. Give us something bold. Mm, Cody CC for Norris. Mm, that's not either. That's not good enough. Nikita Zaitsev for Con Smythe. All right, you got to relax now. <laughs> that's where I draw the line. The, the, where I draw the line is the fact that you said the Hot was going to make the playoffs if he's winning the Con Smythe. Hey, 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 hey. I, I like it's so hard because the league is so like balanced, but I think mine is Winnipeg and Pittsburgh not making the playoffs. I you don't, don't see know. it. Nemestikov could be the guy that changes things. I can't believe how you look at Winnipeg, how much they've fallen the last what? I mean, this just this summer you lose Buffalo. They just they, like people talk about the Leafs not being able to sign anyone. Winnipeg has gotten crushed. Like, let's just go through who they've lost. They've lost Bufflin. They lost Truba. They lost Kevin Hayes. Myers. Uh, uh, Myers. Um, they lost, like, half their defense to, or more. Four, four, uh, two-thirds of their defense. They lost almost every right-handed shot they had. They had mm-hmm. actually, sorry, every right-handed Isn't Bufflin a right-handed shot? So Bufflin, uh, yeah, he is. Bufflin, Truba, and Myers. All three of their starting, like, that's... That's your right-hand shot right there. Then you have Morrissey, who's, who missed the last game. It appears he's going to be fine. But it's like you, your team just got totally destroyed. I mean, and I love how everyone's like, oh, Shovel Day off. You know, he's really building a good thing there. And I'm like. He is. Like, they have stocked the cupboards. But, I mean, they just they just got a kick in the pills this, this offseason, just losing so much. I mean, you can't do anything about True, but, like, True, but his his wife wanted to go to I think it was medical school in the United States. So or didn't like, she want like <laughs> didn't she finish school and like she was going to, to med school in New York? So it's yeah, or so, something like that. But I mean, pretty pretty t- pretty tough way to go out for that one. Yeah, they, and they then Buff goes were, on. They were hamstrung. Like they got what their first back and Neil Pionk, who's like, yeah okay, but he's not. He's not going to replace Truba's production whatsoever. No, not at all. No, he's not, not going to replace Truba on the defensive end either. No, not at all, or physically. No, it's just, just a mess. So, 
And, and, and also, like, you do the best of what you got. So. This is a team that locked in a lot of guys. Like, you know, they had Shifley locked in, Wheeler locked in, and they got cut. <laughs> that... Then they got Connor and Liney locked up. and like, oh, the Leafs did this with their cap situation. Like, the Jets are in a more screwed-up position than the Leafs are in, guys. Yeah, well, the issue with the Jets is it's like, okay, you trade away Truba. Fine. You've got possibly Myers, and at least Buff is still here. No, Myers signs in Vancouver. All right, well, we've got Buff and Morrissey. No, Buff goes and wants to retire. Okay, well, shit, we've got Morrissey. No. He's injured. All right. Well, like they're starting. Yeah, aren't they starting a like a third round pick? Yeah, uh, they're starting Vinny Hainola, who they took in the first round in June, <laughs> and he's played twenty three minutes last night, uh, two nights ago, Oof. as an eighteen year old. That's a big yikes. So. Yeah, and this is a guy that got taken like in the twenties. This isn't like a top five pick. Yeah. This is a guy that should be breeding in Finland right now. Um, let's also bring up the fact that um, while nobody is able to play for the Jets, apparently nobody's able to play for the Leafs because Mike Babcock is doing this. First time I've, I've seen in a long time that Mike Babcock's doing a rotation on the fourth line. So, Which is another stupid-ass thing. So here we go. I'm bringing this up. <sighs> We're going there. Home opener, guys. We are preparing for the Leafs to unveil their next captain. You know, everything's looking pretty good. Then you go to practice, and you see the opening, you know, the, the morning skate. The lines are going to, the pregame lineup. And you notice a certain someone isn't in those line rushes. A certain guy from uh, Mississauga, or actually more of like, yeah, Mississauga, Ontario, border, uh, Etobicoke border. Grew up Leafs fan, home opener. Mr. Jason Spezza has been told he is a scratch. Boy, did that not do anything good for the Leafs. As it should, game. though. Like, it's just such a stupid move. It it's is. It's like, really? Like, why? For Nick Shore. Like, for Nick no Shore, guys. For it. This is, okay, two problems with this. I don't. I don't have a problem if, like, a random game during the year, you 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 say, okay, you're like you're thirty. Is he thirty six? Thirty six. Give you a game off, which, I'm sorry, when you don't toe the low with uh, the the line with Patrick Marlowe with how bad he played last year, Jason Spezza is the guy you're going to make an example out of after he signed for Lee, you know, seven hundred thousand, and Patrick Marlowe's making six. That was my first pro, problem. Dude. That was my first problem. Jason Spets is a good pro, too. He's not a good pro. Not a good pro. Um, I guarantee there were some words, and that's probably where Babcock's like, okay, well, then you're getting uh, you're getting, you're getting scratched. Like, I think that probably was part of it. Number two, to cite the penalty kill, I'm sorry, Are they? were you going up against the Tampa Bay Lightning in game one of the season? You're going up like, against... All, all, no, no, that's not even my thing. It's like, what, is fucking two days going to make... Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, what did you like just have training camp for? Test. What did they have training camp for? If he can't, if he's not ready. What was the point in Spets of playing in all those preseason games and getting like it's just such a cop out excuse? If you would just come out and said, "Yeah, we're not playing him. Deal with it." He's not okay. good. He's not. We think he's not. <laughs> he's that... not. He doesn't make our best lineup. Okay. I mean, fans aren't going to be happy with it regardless because we're looking for stuff to be upset about, but. At least you're up front with us. Jason Spezza doesn't kill penalties. So, why do you have him out there in the first place on the penalty kill? You know what's the funnier thing? Our fourth line center did not kill penalties last year. Oh. Like, <sighs> stupid. So, all of a sudden, now your fourth line, ha- your fourth line right winger has to kill penalties? That's where we're drawing the line? The, 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 it's just... The optics of it were so bad. He then comes in and I don't know, Columbus wise. He I can't remember how he did. I'm they like, played. They played well. The fourth line. They were had a couple of good shifts. Yeah, and then where they drove possession. And see, like it's a bigger slap in the face too that he's paired with Nick uh, Patan in this uh, in this quote unquote shuffle. Like you know, they go with like one line. 
Sorry, Goat is the constant, by the way. Frederick Gautier. Apparently, he's locked into the lineup after he showed so much I mean, in the time he's been around. let's be fair here. Goat has two goals in the first four games this year. I'm he one does. of them. And his skating looks very good. Okay. I and will give him the benefit of the My team. response is one of the goals wouldn't have happened without Jason Spatzo. Yes. Well, obviously. Right. So. I mean, you generally, as a fourth liner, you need somebody to assist on your goals, but he also has to be in the right position to be able to score there. I'm just saying. Um, I know, but... It's like, you bring in a guy that you expect to be a good leader in your locker room, and you do that. It's like, you hear guys bitch about Babcock, like Mike Commodore. Um, just Mike it? Commodore. Mike Commodore is the only player that bitches about No, there's been a couple of guys. Former, oh, no, that's the thing name? with Mike Medano, I'm pretty sure that rubs him the wrong way. Yeah, that was pretty shit. Where he had 1,499 games, and... He didn't play him. Yeah. yeah that's that's a pretty – that's a dick move. Like, come on. Do you really want to be the coach that – I just don't it, – like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, this is really the hill you're going to die on. Absolutely. Like, did did Mike McDaniel say something so bad that you're just like, hey, 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 guess what, buddy? You're not playing 1,500 games. Like, did is that what happened? Is that how petty things get? Like, somebody's saying, like, Mike that's Babcock like is trying to turn into, like, Mike Keenan where – He's just looking for something to come out, like something like that. He's just looking for it. I'm like, what's the point? Considering how bad the narrative it was around him at, in the off season and after the playoffs, like why? You could have built up so much good faith, and you go and do that. It, it, mm-hmm. it was just so unnecessary. And look, it's the fourth line. It's not like he's doing it with you know. A guy that's expected to be a top six guy, I get that. It's just, you know, clearly he was brought in, told, you're going to do fourth line, you might have to kill some penalties. He seemed to say that was fine, and then it's a problem. A problem that shouldn't be a problem. That's all I'm saying. He gets people aggravated for a reason that doesn't need to be aggravating. No. (laughs) So now that we have vented that out... Um, let's look at the, we're going to start doing this going forward, um, because the Leafs just finished the four game stretch. I mean, they finished pretty much their first week of the season. If we're going to go by that stretch, the next four games. So you've got the lightning on Thursday. You got the Red Wings on Saturday. Then you've got the wild, wild. You have a back to back, the back to back with the Wilden Caps, um, which, oh yeah, that was the other thing. Why the hell are the Leafs playing a back to back, three game like, in the first? Man, week some of the, the schedules have been ridiculous. Have, you want to? Don't even think about complaining. Look at look at the New York Rangers. Schedule. I was literally just about to the, say the that. Rangers. The Rangers played on Saturday. Their next game is. Either Thursday or Saturday. Jake, it's and next the, Saturday. No, it's it's Saturday. Then the next one is Thursday. They play like two games in like thirteen days. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Can we get a can we get a vacation in Cabo in between that? Like, I was like, wondering if it's their bye week, but um, I don't think it starts until at least a month in. Yeah, I don't think you can. I don't even know. That's weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't get how that's allowed. Like, look, you tell me that a team can't, like, the Leafs have a back-to-back, and the Rangers are don't play a game until that's the until Saturday. You're telling me the Rangers couldn't play the Capitals on Wednesday? The Leafs have to play the. Like, oh. Then, then, then once they play the Devils next Thursday, they have like six games in eight days. So stupid. And then they like, it, like, how does the NHL, NHLPA, sorry, the the players. Don't they say, have five games in seven days. Can cannot the can the players not just go to the NHL like uh yeah this is stupid. That's well, how can, injuries that's happen. When the next lockout comes around. <laughs> but that's a scheduling thing. That that's like, the, like how does the CBA allow the league to do that? Uh, I understand it. Craft negotiating, I guess. I it's almost really like in, it's almost like with with football now, where a team plays on Sunday, then they have to play Thursday. Like yeah. It's not. It's. I. I always say, the team that has the bye week should play the Thursday, 
then they can go and play the following Sunday. It, it's it, I don't get why the NFL and other leagues think that in a game where it's a violent sport, where violence, physical con, like physical contact, is the main root of your game, and recovery is an essential part of it, that you do not give your players time to heal and rest, the appropriate heal and rest, I should say. Mm. Yeah. So, that is a big. I don't know what's going on. Like the fact that Leafs play two back to backs within a week is dumb. Especially you're gonna have to play them anyway, but uh, yeah. I don't this know. early into the season? Come on. I mean, look, I mean, hopefully, hopefully they take advantage of a bunch of rusty teams and they can bag a couple points because they'll probably need them for uh, for standings down down the road. Not only that, the Leafs are at least willing to experiment with guys going in and out of the lineup. They can do that a little bit more. Like Justin Hall could probably play in one of the back to backs. Um, like you know, you could have Timoshov and Shore come in and out. Like right now, Timoshov and Shore should not be in the next game against Tampa. Mm, probably not. No, Shore shouldn't be in there. Like no, like why do you need like I would rather have Spezza because then you got a guy on the peak and the power play because you know Tampa's gonna take penalties. Yeah, like so. Um, with that being said, uh, the Leafs definitely have a chance to get gain some ground in the standings. Um, I'm just checking here. The Leafs right now, just overreaction to tonight, the Leafs are second in the Atlantic with five points behind the Wagon Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, they, uh, they came back to get a point too, so... I mean, I'll believe it when I see them win a meaningful game past January. So, um, yeah. So they the, beat the Pittsburgh. They they still have what's his name? Who's the who's the goalie they have? Carter Hutton. Yeah, exactly. Well, they do have a heavy dose of. Oh, they have a West Coast trip. Oh, that'll be that'll that'll tell you a lot about. The, the Which Sanctuary. well, what where on the West Coast? Uh, they got Anaheim, L.A., and San Jose. They got the California road trip, which isn't which isn't as hard anymore. No. I want to talk about rough starts. San Jose, they played Vegas twice. They got fucking blitzed. Yeah, San Jose. Um, I don't know what's really. I think they overthought the whole Pavelski situation. Like that, that yeah, was... I still can't believe they let him go. To Dallas. Like, not even to like an East team. No, let's let him go to the West. The team that almost beat you to go to the like they were they could have easily been St. Louis in that first round. They could have been your your opponent in to go to the cup final. Yeah, I know. I don't know if they didn't offer him enough money or he just thought it was a better situation. I mean I I would have. I probably wouldn't have gone to Dallas, but I mean, it's Dallas is in the worst situation. Can I can I also say that they have a total of three goals in three games this season? Yeah, that's that's uh, that's not good. When Austin Matthews outscoring your team, that's not a good look. <laughs> Definitely not. So, um, as I always say, the Leafs are. I I, I their situation's fine. I don't really have. Too much to complain about at this point because it's so early in the season. When we get into December, because really the issues that the Leafs had last season crawled into like late December, January. So that's where you can really say where this Leafs team is going. But um, so far there are encouraging signs. Um, and hopefully you can only hope that it will improve as these players get more accustomed to playing with each other. Gentlemen. Any last thoughts before we end the podcast? No, I can't really think of much. Austin? Go William Nylander. Yeah, free Willie. The 88 looks good on him, though, I I will say. It's yeah, that is a lovely jersey number, regardless of the jersey. I do like that number. Um, Tyson Berry, 94, still working on that one. Not a fan, but oh well. What other what number he's gonna wear? I think twenty four. You can't wear that. 
I can't wear 44 because Mo's got it. Mo's got 44. Uh, Number four is retired. So, like, there's not many that you can go with. Like, 34 is take. If you go with the fours, 34 is taken, 44 is taken, 54 will look god-awful. And, yeah, so 94 appears to be the more appropriate one. But, yeah. And then jersey numbers, not really much to complain about, I guess. Yeah. With that being said, I would like to thank everybody for listening to the podcast today. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, on Google Play. And you can follow all of our content on tipofthetower.com. We will have some a little more of that coming out uh, later this week when I am not trying to fix my backyard which has been a bigger pain than I expected. Uh, awesome. We'll see more of that when the next time he comes up. Jake, hopefully you'll come up. You're coming up a lot more than I... I mean, obviously the last time was an unexpected uh, trip. Yeah, I always I always try and get up there, but uh, we'll see. Well, well, hopefully we get to get you one, one time this season. So uh, we'll chat soon, gentlemen. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will get you the next time.